the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, friends. Welcome to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. And if you're enjoying our fresh, hip new logo, you can thank the man across the glass from me at this moment, my dear friend and program director Justin Mansfield for the new True Talk 800 look. It's very, very stylish. So we want to say hi to General Engineer Clark Hilton, who is out sick today. And whether it's Someone like Ron Mel Sr. or J. Vernon McGee, it never ceases to amaze me how the expositional word of God spoken through earthly vessels just has a draw to it. No matter how many years later people have passed on, that if the Lord uses their ministries on the air, they will continue to touch audiences, and in some cases more than 10 years after their passing. And one such ministry is one of our very favorites. In fact, it was the October Ministry of the Month. Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers. It's heard weekdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. And Love Worth Finding Weekend is heard Saturday mornings at 10 and Sundays at 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. right here on True Talk 800. So here to talk about our ministry of the month, we are blessed to have the CEO, president of Love Worth Finding Ministries from Memphis, Tennessee. This is Carrie Vaughn. Carrie, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? Mike, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for the call. Uh, it's an absolute privilege to have you on today. So I guess I want to start from the beginning. Where and when did you start working with Love Worth Finding Ministries? You know, for me, uh, I guess the journey really began uh, close to 12 years ago at Bellevue Baptist Church, where I had the opportunity to serve with senior pastor and great pulpiteer Adrian Rogers. And I think during that time, um, a lot of us came from the corporate world to serve on the church with him. He was a senior pastor and a great uh, preacher of the Word of God with conviction and compassion. And a lot of us guys from the corporate uh, sector came over to help run the day-to-day operation. So for me, just being a part of Adrian Rogers' ministry started back in 2001, 2002, which really was a setup for me years later to come and have the opportunity and the privilege of becoming the CEO of Love Worth Finding in 2011. So three years here as CEO president, and it's a wonderful ministry. It's a timeless ministry. It's a ministry that, believe it or not, Mike, is a difference maker, but has a larger footprint today than we did 10 years ago. It's absolutely amazing how these messages touch people's hearts. So do you still get frequent calls today asking to speak with Adrian? We do. We get we get calls and letters. And I received a letter a few months ago, and the lady was very complimentary and very encouraging about the ministry. And she said, you know, I was listening to the message. And she said, I knew when he was preaching, he was talking about the current affairs of America 
Well, he wasn't. Actually, the message was preached back in 96, but it was so relevant that it's still relevant today. And Adrian had a way, even when he would use illustrations and analogies and stories, uh, he never would box himself in. He would keep everything universal. So what was prevalent in 96 is still prevalent today. And I think that's just a gift of the ministry that the Lord has blessed us with. Well, that's for sure. So so let's flash back to 12 years ago when you began at Bellevue Baptist Church. Can you tell me any good personal Adrian Rogers stories between him and yourself, Carrie Vaughn, the current CEO of Loveworth Fighting Ministries? Was he significantly the a different man off the air, or was he pretty much what you see is what you get? Is the Adrian Rogers we hear and love seven days a week here on True Talk the same Adrian Rogers that you encountered in person back at Bellevue Baptist? Uh, Adrian was the same throughout the week as he was Sunday morning at the pulpit. Now, I will say this, a couple of things. Number one, Adrian Rogers was a statesman. He was more than a pastor. He was more than a great personality. He was a true statesman. And what I mean by that is uh, he was very knowledgeable with different affairs. He was very involved in politics. He read chemistry books for fun. Uh, Obviously, he was a great pastor. He was very athletic. He tracked sports. He was the full package. But, But number two, this was a man that when you said, what is his biggest and best strength? It would be integrity. And I think because his foundation and his bedrock was integrity, it allowed him to build upon that. And so he was a true statesman in in the truest sense. The second thing I would say is Adrian had a way of he could go to the White House and spend time with the president, and then he could be right here in Memphis, Tennessee, and spend one-on-one time with his staff very relational, very conversational. And I remember one of the last lunches that we had as a staff with him. We knew it was the last time. We knew it was our up close and personal with Dr. Adrian Rogers before he retired. And so we really wanted to maximize that time. We wanted to utilize that time. And I remember him having lunch with us that day and then pulling back and saying, man, let me give you a word of encouragement. He said, you know, You say that you're in the ministry, and many of you serve as ministers on staff here, but without your family and without the focus of your family, you have no ministry. And what he was saying to us guys who were on staff, who were busy, and sometimes we're all guilty of being busy or active in the ministry, is that without your family, you really have no ministry because the family becomes the first ministry. And he just had a way of putting things back into perspective in a way of just saying, you know what, let's focus on the main thing. He went on to say that same day as he walked out of the room, he turned around, he walked back in, and he said, man, I want to leave you with one other challenge before I go. He said, it's not the worldly sins that will trip you up. You men have been called to the ministry. You men are leaders within the ministry. He said, but protect yourself against pride and lust. It's the sins of the flesh that people struggle with. He said, guard yourselves against the sins of the flesh. And he turned around, Mike, and he walked out the door. And I've thought about it a hundred times. I thought, why in the last setting at lunch 
with the great Adrian Rogers, would he say, number one, don't forsake your family, and number two, don't get caught up in sins of the flesh? Why would he leave us with those two things? But yet when we look at 2014, it's what we all struggle with. We struggle with pride. We struggle with things of the flesh. We struggle with maintaining a balance in our family life. And Adrian knew that if we could stay focused on the fundamentals, everything else would fall in place. I love to hear stories like that because working in various companies or working in various ministries, few and far between are the superiors that I've seen personally that have had that emphasis on family. It's very bottom-line driven, and that includes ministry, unfortunately, to some degree. And I love the fact that here at Salem Communications Portland, uh, Dennis Hayes is the complete opposite. He's yeah. very family-oriented. In fact, when I was going through my job interviews, it was just about a year ago, uh, he, he said two things that raised me up. He said, he's not our micromanager. And, and my countenance just lightened after hearing that in a job interview. And the other thing <laughs> he said is, he's very much a family man. So yes. he gave me an example. If your kid has a Tuesday morning violin recital, you'd better be there because you Absolutely. can't replace that. And I don't think I've ever heard that from any other job I've worked at before. So, so Dennis gets, and it really seems like Adrian Rogers got it. And if he could tell that this was going to be one of the last significant big moments to share with the Love Worth Finding Ministries crew, to, to really emphasize that to y'all, I wonder how, how many uh, heads just kind of uh, started looking toward the ground, how many eyes closed, and how many people had to take pause because of him sharing that. <laughs> Absolutely. I would have been one of them, unfortunately. Well, Adrian knew, Adrian knew in his own life of 50 years of ministry, 33 of those being at the great Bellevue Baptist Church, he knew that God's blessings came from his obedience. And because God rewards obedience, you know, there's no formula to starting a mega church. The formula is you wake up every day and you say, Lord, this is Kerry Vaughn reporting to duty. And you try to live a holy and blameless life, and God blesses that, and God honors that, and God uses that. And Adrian knew that, and he knew that if he could challenge us ministers on staff to do the same thing, that we would carry forth that legacy. Amen to that. Carrie Vaughn is the CEO of Love Worth Finding Ministries. More with Carrie when we return to Difference Makers right here on True Talk 800. Thanks so much for listening to Difference Makers right here on True Talk 800. And the funny thing about that last commercial break is, in God's infinite sense of humor, none of us <laughs> none of us planned that love worth finding spot to come up. But as I perused the website that Carrie Vaughn, the CEO of Love Worth Finding Ministries, kind of oversees to a degree, lwf.org has some wonderful resources that you really need to take a look at and delve into. So, Carrie, thank you so much for. Joining us here from Love Worth Finding Ministries, I do want to find out more about Carrie Vaughn and your walk to end up at Love Worth Finding. But at the same time, with so many listeners on True Talk 800 enjoying the teachings of Adrian Rogers, whether it's on Love Worth Finding weekdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. or weekends, Saturday mornings at 10 or Sundays at 9 a.m. and 3 p.m., we really need to describe the history and I guess the legacy of Love Worth Finding Ministries. So in your experience as CEO for the last three years, what are your insights on this? You know, Lower Finding has been around for about 28 years, Mike, and I think in the late 80s, Adrian Rogers, um, you know, you must understand his focus was the church. 
and, and through the 70s and 80s uh, of him preaching, because he would preach twice on Sunday, once on Sunday night, Wednesday night. He had a Thursday morning business breakfast. I mean, there was probably five to six times a week he was bringing the Word of God. And so his focus was always the church. And then within the, the 1970s, they would come to him and say, Adrian, you're such a great leader. We want you to be the Southern Baptist president. And so uh, reluctantly, he did that, and God honored that and used it. And he was the only person that has been president of the Southern Baptist Convention three times. And the same was true even for the radio TV ministry. A group of laymen came to him in the mid-'80s, and they said, Adrian, look, you've got so much rich content that God has anointed and we want to use it, and we want to put it out through the airwaves, and we want to broadcast it. And, you know, reluctantly he said, you know what, if if you guys can come up with a game plan, wonderful. If not, my focus is Sunday mornings. You know, he knew game day was Sunday. And make a long story short, uh, a layman got together, and they pulled their resources and contacts, and they started. At first it was going to be named um, Word to the World. And then Adrian said, you know what, it is the greatest love worth finding, and we need to broadcast that to the world. And so the name was changed to Love Worth Finding Ministries, and we've been going strong since 1987. It's amazing to me, Mike, the message that was anointed then is still anointed today, and our main responsibility is to send it out. It's Isaiah 5511. Uh, my word will not return void, but it will accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper wherever I send it. And so we try to make sure we wake up every morning that we're doing our part in sending the word of God. So are there any particular messages that you personally, Carrie Vaughn, have been touched by when it comes to love worth finding? And I'm sure there are decades worth of messages that you could pick from, but do any stand out in your mind at this moment? You know, one one message that uh, that Adrian preached that really just um, hit home to me. Um, he was talking about sin, and and of course you say, well, you know, every message has the underscore of sin, but this message was really tailored towards sin and how it grieves the Holy Spirit, and if it grieves a holy God, then it ought to grieve us as believers and followers of Christ. And that's where the famous slogan that came out of that message, he said, you know, sin will take you further than you want to go, make you stay longer than you want to stay, and make you pay more than you want to pay. And it was a phenomenal statement that really just caught a blaze, and people began to to use that. But he would say, sin will always take you further than you want to go, make you stay longer than you want to stay, and make you pay more than you want to pay. And it was such a a hard sermon message on sin and how we need to turn away from that sin, turn away from that lifestyle, and turn all that we are over to all of Him. I think sometimes when we hear brilliant messages that touch our lives and our hearts, even in different seasons, even years after, say, they've been recorded in the first place, sometimes things stand out, and it's almost to the point where we take the vessel, we take the speaker, and it's difficult not to put him or her up on that pedestal as a kind of a god with a lowercase g. So yes. can, you, can you tell me how Dr. Rogers was able to 
uses everyday life to stay grounded and not fall into some of the pitfalls that all of us are tempted to? You know, it's tough. You know, he would often be very transparent to us guys on staff, and he would say, you know, I struggle with that. I struggle with, you know, trying to be all things to all people. Um, he was in such high demand. Uh, now, I will, I will give him credit. He protected Sundays. Very few times in his 50 years of ministry was Adrian Rogers out of the pulpit on Sunday. Very few times. Um, matter of fact, there were many years we had to make him take a vacation. He loved to preach the Word of God. And what I mean by that was he didn't play golf. He didn't have hobbies or interests. He was called by God to preach the message. And who he was, his DNA, how he was wired, um, what he did for a, a job, a career path, and what he did for fun was preach the Word of God. And so to him, there was nothing else to do. And so it was very hard to get him out of um, the Sunday morning format, but uh, he would travel, he would speak, he would do conferences, obviously being president of the Southern Baptist Convention, put him on the road, but he really tried to remind himself that he was Adrian Pierce Rogers from West Palm Beach, Florida, a young man that God had saved in a revival. And when he was probably about 18 years old, this is a great story, Mike, he went out to the to the football field. Adrian was a quarterback in high school, very much a, a, a great leader, a young leader, vibrant, aggressive, tenacious. He went out to the football field by himself, and he looked around. Nobody was there. He went out to the 50-yard line, and he looked up to the sky, and he said, Lord, this is Adrian Rogers. I want you to use my life in a mighty way. And he said when he said that, he could hear the birds chirping, the, you know, the wind was blowing, nothing, nobody around. And he said he didn't feel low enough, so he, he knelt down on the 50-yard line. And he looked back up to heaven, and he said the same thing. He said, Lord, Adrian Rogers, and I just want to pray that you would use me in a mighty way for your kingdom. And Mike, the story goes on that Adrian laid down on the football field and face down on the grass. And he prayed the same thing, Lord, use me. And it was about that time Dr. Rogers said, I didn't feel low enough, so I, I found a stick and I, I dug a hole on that 50-yard line hash mark. And he said, I stuck my nose in the hole in the dirt. And he said, my prayer at that time was, Lord, I'm as low as I physically can go. I'm before you as a young man, wanting to follow your will, wanting to be obedient. And I just pray that you use me. I pray you use me in a mighty way to introduce many to you. And he said when he stood up as an 18-year-old boy on that football field, nobody around, he felt a special anointing from God, and he had felt it ever since for the last 50 years he'd been preaching. And so, you know, I think when I, when I think about stories of that nature and I think about the man of Adrian Rogers, he was a true servant almost like David, just a man after God's own heart. And that can be so incredibly cliched and made into church speak, but that true humility that you just illustrated, I think that anointing really covered him throughout his entire radio career, at least from what we can see and hear. Mm. And nowadays, there are so many big churches, and anytime I personally hear the word movement, it makes me take pause, Carrie Vaughn of Love Worth Finding, because 
it seems to me while there's nothing new under the sun, why do we try to have to? Why do we have to try to reinvent and repackage yeah. God's truth? Now it doesn't seem like Adrian Rogers had a need to do that. So, in a in, in an era where so many large churches and ministries and pastors don't seem to have that humility. Can you tell us what separated Dr. Rogers from most pastors across the country in your eyes? He would tell young preacher boys, uh, these young preacher boys would come to see him almost weekly. You know, everybody wanted five minutes with the great Adrian Rogers, and so he would try to accommodate that as much as his schedule would allow. And he would tell these young preacher boys out of seminary and just getting started, they would see Bellevue, and they would see Bellevue and all the bells and whistles, and they'd say, oh, my goodness, I would love to have a 30,000-member church, and tell us your secret. I mean, how, how, do you, how do you start a mega church? How do you get to this point where you, you've got 500 employees, you've got 30,000 members, you've got a budget of $22 million, you're debt-free? Um, man, that's where we want to be. And Adrian would laugh, and he would say, you know, I pastored many churches in Florida that were 30 members. Now I'm at Bellevue, and we're 30,000. He said, I've, I've been to both ends of the spectrum. I've been a part of that. And he would say, here's my secret ingredient. He'd say, I tell God, God, give me the contract, blank, and I'll sign the bottom of it, and then you just fill in the details. And these young preacher boys would laugh, and they would say, no, really, seriously, tell us the secret ingredient on how to have a mega church." And Adrian would laugh and say, no, that's really it. I would say, God, give me a blank contract. I'll sign the back page. You fill in the details because I trust you, and wherever you lead, I will go. And yeah. then those young preacher boys would kind of think, okay, he's serious, maybe he's not. And they would kind of look at him very awkward and go, I guess he's serious. And and that's exactly where he was. He had been to the churches throughout Florida and Mississippi where they were 15, 20, 30 members. And then God had brought him to Bellevue. And actually he was called to be pastor of Bellevue Baptist Church in 1972. He was on vacation. He was on vacation in East Tennessee with his family when Bellevue called and said, we want you to come Sunday and preach. And he said, I'm on vacation. So he wasn't even jockeying for the for the opportunity of Bellevue. And, you know, I think so many times we say, what is the secret formula to success? And really that's just trusting a holy, omnipotent, sovereign God. We really complicate things, don't we, Karen? We do. We really do. <laughs> a lot of the times I picture God up in heaven just kind of holding his chin, closing his eyes, and shaking his head at some of the efforts that we make. But sometimes when we use the newer tools he places in our hand, like, say, social media, a ministry like Love Worth Finding can take ministry to a different plane and a different audience and expand that reach. So when we return with Love Worth Finding Ministries CEO, Carrie Vaughn, we're going to discuss some of these outlets and tools. Make sure to listen to Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers weekdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. right here on True Talk 800. It's truly a privilege to be part of the True Talk 800 family and be able to not only listen to great programs like Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers, but really glean from the insights of some all-time great teachers and preachers out there. 
and here to tell us more about the modern direction of where we can expand these ministries even further beyond the airwaves is the CEO of Love Worth Finding Ministries, Carrie Vaughn. Carrie, thank you so much for joining us today. How's the weather in Memphis, Tennessee, anyway? Well, Mike, today is October 31st, and it is a beautiful fall day in Memphis, Tennessee, probably the best time of year to live here. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Surprisingly enough, we've got our clouds, but it's not pouring out here, so hopefully that'll hold up for the kids' sake. And earlier on, we were talking about how Love Worth Finding is using different modern media as the ministry goes forward. So can you uh, elaborate on that for us, please? You know, we talked earlier about the footprint of Love Worth Finding Ministries. Uh, Today, we're tied to 2,500 radio outlets like yourself. We're also partnered with about 11,000 TV outlets. We broadcast, now that we're part of Daystar, Mike, we broadcast now in 196 countries. That's up from 188. And so the footprint is at its pinnacle. And it's just the the blessing from from the hand of God. And and then we shift into, you know, this generation and the next. And what better way to reach, I'll say it a different way, our kids and grandkids going forward than through social media. The website is the window to Love Worth Finding, and we try to utilize that website. We try to have sermon outlines and daily devotionals and articles and Bible studies and the current broadcast are on there so people can download. And And then we have a section called Discover Jesus. And so folks can go to this website and they can look for ways to maybe some tools and resources to introduce people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And then the other side of that coin, you would have some discipleship pieces that people could use to say, you know what, now that I'm saved, now that I have that personal one-on-one communion with God, how do I grow in my maturity in ministry in Jesus? And so we have some things there under that Discover Jesus drop-down. And so we know that technology plays a critical role in the future of Love Worth Finding. Social media, over 100,000 followers on Facebook, over 10,000 followers on Twitter. About a year and a half ago, we made a decision to hire someone that would have a designated, intentional focus on nothing but social media. So this person would wake up every day, they would eat, sleep, and drink, love worth finding social media, and they would use it. They would use it as a platform to really reach this generation and the next. The other day, we put a video of Adrian Rogers. It was a short snippet of a sermon, Mike, probably three minutes, and we were able to post that onto Facebook. 1.3 million people liked it. That's an absolutely amazing case. Is that not amazing? With, I mean, just a three-minute video, we put it out there, and within hours, 1.3 million people like it, they see it, they share it. It's It's phenomenal to see just the spokes of this ministry when we look at social media, those that we're touching. Uh, And many people say, well, a lot of times through social media, it's just activity, it's just, you know, correspondence, communication. That's true. But some of that God uses, and we see it parlayed back into prayer support for the ministry. Some of it is donor support to the ministry. Some of it is future volunteers, future uh, 
advisory board members, you know, those type of things. And so we just really see that, you know, once we dive into this world of technology, that God can really use it for a kingdom purpose. And ideally, Carrie, we'd love to see people plug in at a local Bible-believing church where they can serve and be served, contribute, and be held accountable and lift others up all at once. But the footprint, as you call it, the reach of social media nowadays, is it can't be denied. So whether you've got a huge ministry or a church with not too many people going to it, you certainly need to get out and reach the people that you're trying to to minister to. It would be remiss of me not to inform our listeners or remind them about your addresses. So on Twitter, that'd be LWF Ministries. On Facebook, that'd be Love Worth Finding Ministries. And this beautiful, clear website that you've got put together is at LWF.org for Love Worth Finding. That's LWF.org. And for listeners of our sister station, 93.1 El Rey, it even has an En Español tab that you can click to go to a Spanish version. So I love the fact that you are multilingual in addition to reaching on so many different platforms, Carrie. We are. Uh, El Amor Que Valle is the Spanish ministry love worth finding, and so it's almost a ministry within a ministry. Uh, but God is doing a mighty work through that as well. And, and we understand, um, even through the website, people can post a prayer request. We normally see five to 600 prayer requests per month. Uh, one month we had close to 1,000. And so you know, just people saying, hey, listen, we, we, so we know love worth finding. We watch you. Uh, we listen to you. Would you just pray for me? And so that's almost another ministry within a ministry where we put a dedicated focus to make sure that we're not only praying for those requests, Mike, but we also do the proper follow-up and follow-through with each of those individuals. Yeah, you need to not only put it out there, you need to respond and interact. And if you're not going to do it, then maybe you can put your project on pause, because obviously what you've done at Love Worth Finding Ministries is outstanding. You've got a first-class social media presence on so many different platforms. Have there been any stories that surprised you, any success stories or uh, people's testimonies, not only from radio and television, but through social media? Yeah, two things that come to mind on social media. One is that we, years ago, a couple of years ago, we put together a video. I wanted a video, Mike, that I could, when I went into conferences or what I call the masses, I had something to show. Or if I went to people's homes or restaurants to meet with some of our donor support and some of our partners, I would have something to show as well. And so I, I brought in an individual who had grown up under the ministry of Adrian Rogers, but at the same time, he's a film producer in California and has been a part of a couple of movies and I said, Justin, I want to put together this video, and this is what I want it to be about. And the whole video dealt with technology and how God is using technology to really propel the ministry of love worth finding. And he puts together this video that's just wonderfully crafted, and we send it out through Facebook. And not only does it get viral, but pastors across the nation started using the video for their invitation time on Sundays. And within a week, you know, it, it went out to millions of people. And some of the pastors that know us, we know them, started using it for Sunday morning, started using it and playing it in their services. And it was just neat to see the hand of God do that with just within days. 
The second thing is that we we hear testimonies that come back through Facebook and, and other mediums where people have either saw something posted or they went on the website and downloaded a sermon and they were saved. They were saved at home. They were saved sitting in their car. They were saved at their office at work. And so, you know, sometimes we hear back, sometimes we don't, but many people will reply with their testimony to say, hey, listen, I pulled over today as I was listening to the radio or as I was perusing the website, and I prayed to receive Christ. That is a beautiful story, not simply to confirm that your outreach is getting out there into the public, but I think if people see those testimonies, whether it's, say, on Facebook or on Twitter, that other people can read that and say, wait a second, I know that person, or that just seems like a normal person, and the Lord has touched that person's life. Maybe, just maybe, there's hope for me. And hopefully that will inspire others, whether it's listeners, viewers, online, or through social media. Amen. Speaking of which, are there ways that people can connect with you directly, whether it's emailing you or through social media, if any listeners or viewers wanted to play a role and maybe contribute to your ministry? Maybe they want to volunteer or see how they could uh, donate or help your services out for Love Worth Finding Ministries. What's the best way to contact them? They go to the website, uh, the address again, LWF. Dot org. You know, send us your concerns, send us your comments, uh, your request. If you would love to partner with us in the ministry, if you say, hey, I just want to pray for the ministry, uh, we will give you some things to pray about. If you want to support this ministry financially, we welcome that. We Actually, it's a great time of year as we approach calendar year end uh, into December. Uh, we're getting ready for a $250,000 challenge, and a lot of our friends and family across the nation have come together, and they have put up a challenge, and we want others to, to match that. So if you want to be a part of just giving or donating to the ministry, wonderful. Uh, we'll find a home, or we'll find a place at the table for everybody. That's good to know. A lot of the times we don't have because we don't get around to asking. Maybe we're embarrassed or don't know how to do it adequately, and there's certainly enough, certainly enough people out there who are making the ask and receiving as a result. So if you had to have one need in the last minute, Carrie Vaughn of Love Worth Finding Ministries, how would you encourage people to help you out? The need is this, that the ministry must go on. Uh, Adrian Rogers, before he uh, stepped off into glory, and now is perfectly healed and perfectly content with the Savior. He wrote a letter probably the last week before he passed away. And he said, even though the messenger may be gone, the message must stay true. And he encouraged us to uh, don't let up, slow up, or back up from what God has shown us. And this is another Adrian saying, which I love. One time he said, Carrie, never doubt in the darkness what God has shown you in the light. And what he has shown us in the light is that he is using the ministry of love with finding. We know that it's relevant. We know that it preaches and teaches to somebody that's nine years old or somebody that's 90. And so we understand that fully. And so for that, we're grateful. And for that, we're encouraged. And for that, we're challenged to go forward. 
Carrie Vaughn is the CEO of Love Worth Finding Ministries, and you can find out different ways that you can contribute to expanding and maintaining the ministry by looking at their website, lwf.org. That's lwf.org. More with Carrie Vaughn next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. And don't miss Love Worth Finding weekend, Saturday mornings at 10, Sundays at 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. And Love Worth Finding airs weekdays with the teachings of Adrian Rogers, mornings at 7 and afternoons at 4. And our very special guest on the line right now is the CEO of Love Worth Finding Ministries, Carrie Vaughn. Carrie, I just wanted to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your experience with. Dr. Adrian Rogers over the years. As you had mentioned that you started back at Bellevue Baptist Church, where Adrian Rogers was the pastor about 12 years ago. So can you tell us how you stumbled upon the church in the first place? Bellevue has always been a strong, strong spiritual marker in the Mid-South. The great uh, R.G. Lee pastored the church from 1927 to 1960. And most people say, well, who was who was R.G. Lee? Well, he had the famous uh, Payday Someday sermon, and he wore the white suits, and he was just a great figure back during the um, Depression and uh, other historical um, events throughout our lives. And then in 1960 to 72 was Ramsey Pollard. And Ramsey... Most people say now, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Randy was kind of was kind of the buffer between two great pastors, Doctor Lee and Doctor Rogers. It's very ironic, Doctor Lee from nineteen twenty seven to nineteen sixty. When you do the math, he was there about thirty two years and six months. Adrian Rogers came in seventy two, retired in two thousand five. When you do the math on that, Mike, it's about 32 years and eight months. <laughs> That's so crazy. Two great men of God, both were at that church 33 years, and then you had one gentleman in the middle that was the buffer, and that was Ramsey Pollard. So I, I tell you that story to say Bellevue has been a marker in the Mid-South for, for years. And so growing up as, as a young boy, I was very familiar with Bellevue Baptist Church and the singing Christmas tree and all the different productions that they would do here across town. Uh, I had a friend of mine uh, named Jamie Parker who was the Minister of Youth Music, and he called me one day back about 20 years ago, and he said, hey, won't you guys come over and visit Bellevue, uh, you and your wife, your young married couple, I know you're trying to get plugged into the community, and uh, I know Bellevue's big, but come join it. And so we went, and found ourselves very quickly serving in the choir and serving through missions and Sunday school. And the next thing you knew, um, we were leading some mission trips. We were teaching. I was blessed to become a deacon. And then probably, Mike, around 2001, I felt the Lord really leading me to full-time ministry, having been in the corporate world um, having served throughout uh, Bellevue and served with Adrian Rogers as a layman, I just felt like God was saying there's more. And as we begin to pray about that and really begin to search God's will, the church came to us and said, we'd like to talk to you about a position. And at that time, it was a position that the Long Range Planning Committee had said, we have to have somebody that can take 7,000 volunteers and assimilate these volunteers into more ministry 
then they can take some of the executive laity. And Mike, these are the men and women that either have retired or they have time, and we wanted to hand them ministries to actually run in the church, almost like a non-paid staff. And Adrian used a term that I never heard at that time. He said, Carrie, we want to utilize the executive laity to do ministry at Bellevue. And he said, you coming from the corporate world, you've been in job creation, you've been in economic development, you've been finding talent, we want you to come here, and we want you to take these 7,000 volunteers, and we want you to mobilize them more, and we want you to take this executive laity bunch, and we want you to find ministry that they can run and manage. And so I began to tackle that, and it was a new initiative, and it was I was probably in my early 30s, and I was just, you know, going for God, and Adrian Rogers was my spiritual mentor. If he'd, have, if he'd have told me it was Easter, I would have started painting eggs on the side. Uh, that's how much I believed in him and followed him. And so it was very great to be a part of his ministry and to really learn under his tutelage. I was ordained by him in 2003, and then it was very easy for me to come over to Love Worth Finding in 2011 when I had the opportunity to be the CEO. I love the term that you shared, executive laity, because yeah. I feel like so many churches out there are raising a generation of kids in the youth group. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but they have difficulty thinking out of the box, Carrie. They, they're thinking, I want to be a youth pastor or a worship leader or sure. a professional Christian athlete or musician. And I'm not saying that anything of these choices is necessarily a bad thing, but do you believe that your business executive experience really prepared you to do what you do, not only at Bellevue Baptist, but as the CEO of Love Worth Finding? Do you think that you were better prepared because of what you did career-wise? I do. I think God in His, in his divine wisdom uh, had me in a job creation, economic development role, uh, really just priming me and preparing me for what was to come. And, uh, you know, being in the people business, so to speak, you know, once you enter ministry, guess what? You're in the people business. <laughs> and so God had uniquely designed me for that, and I was able to really hit the ground running. I think Adrian um, really understood that, um, and he would share this from time to time. He would say, you know, uh, if God has called a person to be a plumber, and you shun that and become a preacher, then you're out of the will of God. And people would, would kind of look strange, and he would say, I'll say it again, if God's called you to be a plumber, and you choose to be a pastor, you've missed it. And you want to be what God desires for you to be. And he would say, you know, the fear of that is that God's going to call you to be a missionary in Timbuktu. Uh-huh. It's this. like that old song. Please yeah. don't send me to if Africa, that's what right? That's you to do. You're not going to be happy doing anything else. So what was that light bulb moment that led you, Carrie Vaughn, to say, you know what, this is the right thing for me to do? Did, did God spread that over a, a bunch of years, or was there just a conversation where it just hit you and said, boom, I need to do this? I asked Adrian Rogers one time, I said, how do you know? How do I know that it's not just my aspiration of wanting to do more for the kingdom? How do I know that it's not me trying to engineer or manufacture something to happen? And he said, Kerry, he said, the call of God 
is like a sunrise. At one moment it starts here, and then over time it gets to here. And he says when it gets to this point, when it gets to, to the horizon, you'll either go into the ministry or, you're, or you'll, you'll bust because you can't do anything else. And he said, if God has equipped you to do something else, go do it. But if you say, God, I don't want to do anything else but ministry, I don't care how much money I'm making, I don't care what my position is, it doesn't matter, I want to do full-time ministry. He said, be ready, because God will begin to move. And for me, it was driving down to Georgia one morning to visit a client, and I I turned the radio down, Mike, and my wife and I have been praying about this for a couple of years, and I finally just said that morning, by myself in the car, Lord, I'm tired of trying. If you want me in the ministry, you'll provide a way. If not, I'm just going to keep serving at my local church. I'm going to keep serving at the workplace. And whenever you're ready for it to happen, you bring it. Because it's very easy for me to, to manipulate this thing, and that's what I don't want to do. And as soon as I gave it up, as soon as I let go, I truly, genuinely let go. It, that sounds good, but I had to get there in my heart. It was a week later, Bellevue called and said, hey, we want to meet you. We want to interview you. We're ready for you to come on board. Sounds an awful like an, like an 18-year-old quarterback putting his nose into the dirt, giving it back to God. <laughs> Carrie Vaughn, CEO of Love Worth Finding Ministry, thank you so much for coming on and sharing why you do what you do and why we need to maintain the ministry of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers. Amen. Amen. I really appreciate you being here. And if you'd like to find more information about the ministry, simply go to the website lwf.org. And thank you so much, Carrie Vaughn from Love Worth Finding Ministries, not only for being our Ministry of the Month, but being a difference maker right here on True Talk 800. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.